Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I welcome us again to another edition of Dominion Voice Prayer, Dominion Voice um, Meeting. And today, the theme, like we all know, is uh, Faith for Dominion. Faith for Dominion. This program is called Faith for Dominion and comes up at the same time every day, every Wednesday. This same time everywhere is there. I welcome us, every one of us, and I believe that you have been having a great time and having a great week ahead of you and a great week, I mean, all in the past. Now, I want to welcome us again. So today, I want to welcome us to Dominion Studio. And uh, like we know, Dominion Voice Christian Outreach, we meet every first Saturday of the month. And uh, it's always a great time in God's presence. You need to know more about us. Please go to www.dominionvoice.com. www.dominionvoice.com. I will just be going straight into the teaching of today. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love. We thank you because you are a God that believes and believes so much in us, your children, to do great and mighty things for you here on earth, knowing fully that you want us to be an extension of you. It is time for us to listen again to your word and be equipped. Father, I pray that you will cause the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge to back up the word. Everyone hearing this word, let it transform our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I welcome us. Last week, we looked at the topic, how faith works. We looked at the topic, how faith works. And if you have not listened to that message, I want you to please go to the YouTube channel and please call it up. And uh, YouTube or on the Facebook, call it up and please listen to it. It is a continuation. You cannot grab the true teaching of today without you first and foremost understanding the teaching of last week. So last week we looked at how faith works. How faith works, and we looked at the scripture in the, in the we looked at the scripture in Hebrews, Hebrews eleven thirteen, and we looked at five major things there that the scripture talked about, about our faith working. And I'm just going to itemize them, just run through them, and then we go. So number one, he said, in that Hebrews 11, 13, he says, seen them afar off, that is, haven't seen the promise afar off. You must be, for every one of us to walk in faith, we must be able to see with the eyes of the heart. We must be able to see with the eyes of our understanding. Anything you cannot see, you cannot have. So we looked at that. You must see the promise. You must see what God wants you to know. You must get that promise. Get that word, that word of God, that promise, and then you see it. Number two, you must be assured of them. Haven't seen them, you must be assured of them. To be assured simply means to be certain to be sure, to be secured, to be solid, to be infallible, and to be unfailing or impeccable. That is, you just know, you just know that, look, I am assured of this promise of God, it cannot fall to the ground. And that was what exactly David did when he looked at Goliath. He said, look, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God of hosts. Today, today, your head will be cut off and all. You will so assured. Number three, you must embrace it. You must embrace them. You must embrace the promise. You must embrace and hold closely to it. To embrace means to hold closely to this promise that it will certainly happen. To embrace it, to cling to it, to, 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 to accept it, to know definitely it must come to pass. That is number three. Then number four, the 
saw this promise and they confessed it. Your faith without being confessed is not faith. It is actually fake. So you must confess it. To confess it means you must speak it out. You must declare it. The Bible says I will give you a mouth and a wisdom that the enemy cannot contradict nor gain say. So you must confess that promise. Whatever God, what God has given to you, you must not keep your mouth shut. A short mouth is a short life. You must declare it. And when you are declaring, people may say you are lying. No, you are not lying. You are just saying the obvious. You are just saying what God says. And when you say what God says, you move away from your strength. You move to the strength of God. And then you begin to see it. So you begin to see those things. Then the last one is you must act it. You must act it. That is corresponding action. The Bible says in the book of James, it says faith without corresponding action is death. Faith without corresponding action is death. That is, you must declare it. You must declare it and then you must act it. Your action must correspond with what you are saying. You don't say, I am sick and you have a little strength and with that little strength you have you must not use that little strength to stay in the place of sickness on the bed you must use that little strength to get up it may be difficult may be challenging but you have to use that little strength to move gradually to begin to do those things that you couldn't do if you have not been able to eat before you lost your appetite then you have to begin to eat you have to begin to eat you have to begin to act act in line with what you have declared don't say well i am just saying that i'm acting it or let me just say it because my pastor said it no it must be based on the word of god it must be based on the word of god so today we are going further to see that okay after you have done all these five and you are acting it and yet you are still not seeing result there is a dimension of faith of patience in faith you you and i have to be patient you have to be patient and wait for the manifestation of what you have declared and what you are de what you are acting out it's for the fact that you declare it and act it out does not mean necessarily mean immediately you will see the boom no you have to take it one step after you have to be patient faith grows the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And the Bible says, by continued hearing of the word of God. That is, you have to continue to hear those positive words. You continue to hear those things and begin to act it out, begin to act it out, begin to act it out. And then after you have done that, you have to be patient, 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 patient. Now look at the scripture. Let's look at the scripture in Hebrews. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews 6, 12, it says that you not being sluggish, but in, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Those who through faith and patience, they don't only inherit the promise through faith alone, through faith and patience inherited the promise now let us read the way the amplified bible puts it i love the amplified bible the way it explained it and expanded in his hebrews 6 12. it says so that you will not be spiritually sluggish because when you are spiritually sluggish that means you are just being lackadaisic you are not able to hold on don't be spiritually sluggish but will instead be imitators of those who through faith that is, what is not the faith there? Lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in Him. With absolute trust and confidence in Him and in His power. You lean on God. You lean on God. You are waiting, but your waiting means you are leaning on God. And what is the, who is that God you are leaning on? You are leaning on Jehovah. You are leaning on His word. You are leaning on His word. You are holding on to His word. And by patient endurance. 
by patient endurance, even when suffering, are now inheriting the promises. Now, it says a dimension there. It says, it says, even when suffering. Now, when you are trusting the Lord for one thing, maybe you are trusting God for your health, or you are trusting God for a change of position, and it's still not coming. You take a word. What is the word? Okay, the Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Okay, what another word? Now, we know now, the Bible says, again, another, third John 2, he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. You hold on to that word. What does that word, another word concerning your health says? It's, the Bible makes it clear to us in the book of Proverbs. It said, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your heart to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Health there means medicine. That is the more of God's word you have on the inside of you and you lean on that word, it becomes medicine to your flesh. So it is by you leaning on this promise that your health will spring forth as the midday sun. As the midday sun. So what exactly is patience? Because we are talking about patience. To, patience means to have the ability to wait something out. If something is happening, you have the ability to hold on tenaciously and wait it out. To wait out something or to endure something without getting worn out. You endure it. You endure it. You endure, we'll still see. You endure it. We'll still see later in, in this teaching how it is important, the place of endurance. Be patiently holding on to the word of God. To be patient simply means to wait calmly in the face of frustration and adversity. Frustration and adversity. They are all coming to you and you are holding on to the word of God. You are holding on to the word of God. Now, maybe you are going through a challenge, maybe of finances or maybe a challenge of supply. Now, what does the scripture say? It's Philippians 4, 19. says, my God and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Now, you hold on to that word. Lord, your word says you will supply. And as you are holding on to that word, you are walking. You are moving in line with that word. What does the scripture say in, in Psalm 23? It said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I love the way another scripture put it. It said, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack no good thing. Now, that, that is enough word for you to hold on to. It's a rema. It says, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack no good thing. So when you are going through a need or a want, you know that you are just going through it in transit, but you have to patiently allow this word to grow. Remember, faith grows. The word faith is like a seed. When you grow a seed, you don't go back the next day to go for a harvest. No, 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 no. You go there, you plant a seed, you wait patiently, you prune the land, you water it, you give it manure, you do everything, and you watch it, you watch the seed grows out from being a seed, first the seed dies, and then it begins to grow, and grows into a mighty fortress. But you don't go expect that you plant a seed today and you come and harvest tomorrow. Faith is not always that. Faith grows. Faith grows. The growth of faith. Faith grows. And the way faith grows is that you have to be patient, you have to hold on to the word, and you have to go and do those things we said last week. So, faith, at times, faith could bring you instant results, and at times, you have to wait it out. You have to wait. You have to wait it out. Now, there are different types of results that, a, that we all may desire. If you are expecting a result that is a massive, a testimony that will become an anniversary in your life, 
you must know definitely that there are times you have to hang on to faith and, and see it expand and grow. For example, your wedding anniversary. You don't wake up one day as I want to go into to the altar and grab a woman or you grab a man and go straight to the altar without ever talking to your pastor, without ever getting uh, the reception the reception ready, get things. All those steps of faith that you put in, all those preparation that you put in marriage. They are step of faith. You believe that man will not run away on the wedding day. You believe that woman will not run away on the wedding day. So what do you do? You start by, you start a process. It, you are working in faith. You are working in faith into the marriage, into a marriage relationship. You are working in faith. You go and meet the spouse, your wife's, uh, your wife's parents. Then you, you, you make your intention known. Then there is an introduction. Then there is an engagement. Then the wedding proper takes place on that day and everybody celebrates now that very single day of wedding that wedding day is a step of faith there have been a step of faith a corresponding action has been put in place you print the card you believe that everything will work out well and then it works out well it works out it's a step of faith so there are if it's a major miracle that will become an anniversary in our lives you it may need a walk of faith a walk of faith but if there are times maybe you're just trusting god Maybe for a, for a shirt or for a tie. You can go out and trust the Lord and it comes that day. So we must be able to place things in perspective. What are you trusting God for? And you are operating those five things and you are expecting it just to appear. Boom. Faith is not magic. It is magic that you will touch something and it will turn immediately. No. If it's a major thing, you have to wait it through. You have to wait it through. You have to wait it through. And you have to walk it through. So there is a place of patience. So in the place of patience, while waiting, what must I do while I'm still waiting for the manifestation of those things that I'm declaring of the Lord? What must I do? And this is very important. I'm going to share with us four things that we all must do while we are waiting patiently for the manifestation. Number one, you must have a good attitude. You must, of essence, have a good attitude. Now, look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Now, listen, the scripture says here, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So, what must I do? I am waiting patiently. He says, be anxious for nothing. If you know you will be anxious, then don't, don't walk by faith. Don't pray. If you know you want to pray, then pray and have faith, and then please don't walk, don't be anxious. So if you want to be anxious, then don't pray, don't do it. He said, be anxious for nothing. This is where a lot of us believers miss it. In the process of waiting patiently, we are anxious. Oh, it's not coming. Oh, it's not coming. It's not coming. It's not coming. Oh, it's not coming. I must find, I must find, I'm, look, look, look. I must use my common sense. I must, I must help God. Don't help God. Do those things that God has instructed you to do. Now, what does it mean to enter into rest? Rest does not mean inactivity, but rest simply means Holy Ghost-directed activity. I say again, rest is not inactivity, but rest is Holy Ghost-directed activity. That is, while you are waiting on God, rest on Him. Then do those things that he has told you to do. Don't do those things he's not told you to do. So don't be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Because the word of God is true. Remember, two things we must always keep at the back of our mind when we are trolling onto God's word. Number one, the capacity of the person that has given the word. 
and the capacity of God can bring it to pass. And then number two, the integrity of God. The person who gave you that word, his integrity is at stake. So he said, do not be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, as you are doing praying, you are saying, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. You are thanking him for bringing it to pass, even though you have not seen it. Listen, you have to know that God is the, our God is a God that called those things that be not as though they are. The Bible did not say he calls those things that are as though they are not. No, it those things that be not as though they are. So you have to begin to thank him, even though you have not seen it. Once you see it, you don't, it's no longer faith. It is now you know. It has come to reality. So, but for you to deliver it, you have to deliver it through faith. So, through supplication and thanksgiving, say, let your request be made known to God. So, have the right attitude. Stop jumping around like a yo-yo. Stop moving up and down. Have a right attitude. Be pleasant. Don't go around wearing a long face. We don't even know if God will do it. Well, they say God will do it. No, 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 no. It is Lord, I know you will do it. I know you will do it and I give you thanks. When Jesus Christ Christ God to the tube of Lazarus, he said at the tube of Lazarus, he said, Father, I thank you. I thank you. He was too sure that Lazarus was going to come forth. He said, he was, Father, I thank you. When he was going to use five loaves and two fish to feed 5,000 men without women and children, the Bible, the first thing he did, he said, he took it up. He said, Lord, Father, I thank you. He thanked God because he knew that his faith in God cannot fail because he knows God. He himself is God anyway, but even though he was God, but he was still human. So he had to look up to God to give him thanks. It is important. Number, two, number one, have a right attitude. Number two, keep looking at the promise. Keep it in sight. Keep looking at the promise. Now, when you are talking of looking at the promise, you must stare at the promise. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews 12, 2. It says, looking unto Jesus. Who is Jesus? It's the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. John 1, 1. So Jesus Christ is the word of God. While you are waiting patiently, you must fix your, fix, fix your gaze on that promise, on the word of God. Hebrews 12, 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He endured the cross. He saw the joy that was set before him. He saw himself seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. He saw it, and because of what he saw, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus Christ, what one major thing that made Jesus Christ go through it is he saw the end point. He, he, he saw the end point. And you and I must see the end point. You must see it. Remember the, the first thing we said last week is you must see. Anything you can't see, you can't tell. So said, looking unto Jesus, you must keep, you and I must keep our gaze. You must keep your gaze on that promise. You must keep your gaze on the promise. A lot of people are working on assumption, thinking they are working in faith. They are just using what I would call a bone face. It cannot happen. It cannot. No. The issue is, why can it not happen? Do you have a word of God? Have you caught a revelation of that word? That word of God must stay before you. It must be in front of you. It must, you must not lose sight of it. Now, let's, let me get the, the, the example of Peter. Jesus Christ was walking on the sea. 
He kept walking. Everybody said, oh, it's Jesus. Some said, no, it's his ghost. It's Jesus, it's his ghost. Then Peter said, Lord, if it is you, bid me come. And the Lord God Almighty sent him a word. What did he send to him? He sent him the word come. Before Peter began to walk on the sea, he had first of all walked on the word come. So when he caught that word, the first thing he looked at is, okay, who has given this word? Jesus Christ. Two things. He has the capacity to do it because he has seen Jesus Christ heal the sick, raise the dead. And then he, has, he also knew that that word has integrity. So when he held the word come, the next thing he did, he, he stepped out. And whoa, he began to walk on the sea. But look into that scripture. And the Bible says, as he began to walk on that, on the water, there was a time he now turned his gaze away and began to look at the boisterous sea. Immediately he turned his face away from Jesus, the giver of the word, he began to sink. And then just kind of reached out to him. You know what came to my heart? He cried out to Jesus, Jesus, save me. I was not wondering, but Peter, you are a fisherman. Why must you be asking Jesus Christ to help you? Because you can't, Peter could actually swim. But the issue is, when you are walking in the realm of faith, you are no longer in the natural. You are in the supernatural. So at that point, Peter was in the supernatural, walking. But because he now began to slip into the natural, he began to sink. His sense realm, the ability to sink, was to swim, had left him. Because he was now under fear. Listen to me carefully, brethren. Please, while you are, we are still waiting. Don't allow fear. Fear is the enemy of faith. Things will come at you. Don't look at the storms. Don't look at what people are saying. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to people who tell you it's not possible. Don't listen to all that. You just stay in faith. You stay in faith. Keep your focus on him. Number three. As you do this, you must not stop confessing, proclaiming, and declaring what God has said. You must not stop. You, your mouth must not stop. You must consistently begin to say what God says. Now, Romans 20, Romans chapter 4, verse 20 to 21. Romans chapter 4, verse 20 to 21. Let's see what the scriptures it says. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Talking of Abraham now. So he did not wave at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. He was strengthened in faith. Now, in this period in time, he was waiting for the promised child to come. The promised child had not come. But the Bible says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Verse 21, and he says, and being fully convinced he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able, ability, capacity. He was able to perform. He got to that point that was able to perform. Now, you know one thing I realized about this scripture? When I'm taking time to go and study the life of Abraham, and I realized that if God was saying that Abraham did not waver at, the promise, at his promise, I said, Lord, but I've seen in the scripture that I've read that Abraham waved at a time. He followed Sarah to go and have Ishmael. Is it that the scripture is contradicting? No, no. The very point at which Abraham believed God, Bible it was counted to him for righteousness. That is, at this point in time, he, God declared him righteous. And that gives you an I hope for the fact that we have had faith crash or faith accident. Does not mean we shouldn't walk in faith again. If Abraham had had faith crash and faith accident, and yet God said in this verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God. 
At a point, he wavered. But God does not see those things. God does not see him because it was counted him as righteousness. Believing him was counted him for righteousness. That is, I have hope. You have hope. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ. For the fact that you have walked by faith before and you have failed does not mean you shouldn't walk by faith. You must consistently walk by faith. You must do it again. Immediately you start it again, God does not see those period you failed. He declared you righteous. And God will be able to say concerning you too that, hey, Peter, hey, Sarah, hey, Joy, hey, Femi, hey, Tunde, did not waver at the promise of God. He wouldn't see those things. He, because he does not have, he's not here to condemn you because you have had a faith accident. You have only learned how not to walk by faith when you have a faith accident. But you have learned how to hear God and walk with him. So you must consistently confess it. You must proclaim it. By the side of Jesus, I'm healed. It is well with my soul. The Bible says, Then I was young, now I'm old. I'm not seeing the righteous forsaken, and the seed begged for bread. And my seed cannot beg for bread. I'm, I, I'm made whole. It is well with me. The Bible says, Say unto the righteous, shall be well with him. You continue to confess it. You're, it is concerning your health. You continue to say, By stripes, I'm healed. You go and get healing scriptures. Begin to quote it and begin to get a revelation of it. Don't stop. Don't stop. You have to continue to say it while we are patiently waiting. And then lastly, is stay expectant. Keep the picture, say expectant, keep the picture of what you indeed want. Keep it around you. If possible, write it down. If you're expecting God for a major breakthrough in your finances or you want to trust God for a certain amount to come to you, go and get a piece of check, write it down. Write it down and stick it to where you can see it every day. You are trusting God for it to be a, a, a worldwide evangelist. Go and get a picture of somebody who has done it before, of an evangelist, maybe Ryan Bonke, or Archbishop Idaosa, or Pastor Ia Deboe, or Bishop David Oyereko, or Bishop Francis Walioke, or any one of these bishops, or anyone who have done it before, gather the crowd, go and get the picture, stick it out. Stick it on your wall. See it every day, and begin to see it. Or you are trusting God for an empire, for, for, for wealth. Go and get that picture, put it where you can see it every day. You must put that picture in front of you, where you can see it every day. And then you are looking at it. Keep it on that board. Or it is a vision. Write the vision on the whiteboard. Put it where you can see it every day. Look at James chapter 1 verse 25. James 1 25. He says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. You don't look at it once and let it go. Why are you patiently waiting? You must continue in it and not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Now listen, it is no longer you doing the word again. Look at what the scripture says, a doer of the work. Walking by faith is a work. It takes you to be conscious about it. It takes you to be deliberate. It takes you to be intentional. It doesn't go off and on. It's a work. When you get to that point of persuasion, then God says, yeah, you have not waived at my promise. He said, it's not, it's, it's a, but the doer of the work, this one will be blessed in whatever he does. You're working by trusting God for anything. You have to keep it in front of you. You have to continue, continue in it. If you don't continue in it, you will have what we call faith accident. You will crash. So you have to consistently wait and begin to watch. Begin to watch. Stay on it. Keep the pictures. Keep the pictures there. While your mouth is declaring it, to put the pictures there. You want to build a company or something, write, go and register the company. Put, write it there, what you want to do. You want to 
You want your children, you want a happy family, you know you're married, go and look for pictures of people that have good, happy families, where husband and wife are laughing to each other with their children, put it on your wall. You put it on your wall and begin to look at it every day. Everything you see and enter into your subconscious will eventually manifest in your life. I repeat that word again. Everything you see and watch and hear that enters into your subconscious will eventually manifest in your life. Whatever you think about strongly, you will attract into your life and it will manifest in your life. Whatever you watch and watch and watch and you are allowed to get into your subconscious, I'm not talking of your conscious now, your subconscious. That is, when you are un un unconscious, your subconscious, you are not really thinking about it. So your subconscious, eventually you will get it. I'm going to stop here. These four things, they are things you have to do while waiting patiently for him, for the manifestation. It is by you waiting patiently on this that you will eventually get it. Next week, I will be discussing with us, teaching us on the power of focus, the power of attraction in the working of faith. What that is the power of what you focus, what you think intensely on, how it works on faith. That's what I'll be teaching us, and I'll be we'll be sharing together next week. I will stop here and I want to round off. Are you listening to me today? You are not born again. Listen to me. If you're not born again, I put it straight to you, you will go to hell. You are going, you are going to hell not because of necessarily the sin. Sin takes you to hell, but you are going, people are going to hell because you have take, refused to take God's solution to sin. Sin will drag you to hell, but of your own, you cannot walk out of sin by yourself, by your power. It takes God, you receiving Jesus, to give you the power over sin. And that's why Jesus Christ came. When his name was given to me, he said, His name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. People cannot be saved from sin. It takes Jesus to save his people from their sin. So when you receive Jesus into your life, you are saved from sin. And when you are saved from sin, you are saved from sickness. You are saved from disease. You are saved from every baggage of sin. You are saved from darkness. For God has brought you out of darkness. He delivered us and he did not leave us in the darkness. He brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light in his son. And I want to give you that opportunity today, please. Being born again is not only about you also going to heaven. It's about heaven coming into your life. And then you leave heaven on earth. Can you pray this prayer with me? If you are giving your heart to Jesus. Please, can you bow your heart and let's pray. Just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today to give you my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that you died and rose from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I confess with my mouth that you are my King. Take control of my life. Help me to know you more. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. If you have just said that prayer, I rejoice with you. You are born again. The life of God has come in the inside of you. You are now supernatural. And I want you now to please get a Bible-believing church that is very close to you. 
go and meet the pastor there. Tell them Pastor Larry Ajanoku sent them to you, sent you to them, to him, that you gave your heart to Christ while you're watching this clip. And that I say you should go to him. He will now teach you and take you through the believers class. And I may take you through the believers route and you will be established in him. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for everyone that has listened to your word today. It is not for enough for us to listen, but it is enough when we act on it. For it is not the hearer of the word only that is blessed, but the doer of the word. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that the grace to do this word that is being thought we receive for every single one in the name of Jesus. Everything that we want to misinterpret the word on the inside of you, I frustrate them in Jesus' name. I say this word will not be stolen from your heart. I pray that the spirit of revelation knowledge come upon your spirit, come upon your heart right now, and you begin to understand these scriptures in the name of Jesus. And I pray for you again today that by the power of the Holy Ghost, your great, the grace to walk with God we receive for you in the name of Jesus. You will not be fearful. You will not be afraid. You will not be afraid of the arrow that flies by new day or the pestilence, the arrow that flies at night or the pestilence that stays at noonday in the name of Jesus. You will tread upon serpents and scorpions and the very works of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You will be victorious. You will be strong. You will not be weak. You will ride on your high places. Your faith will work in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Till I come, a, till I come your way again, always remember, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See you again next week, this same time. God bless you. Bye-bye.